This is Radio Lin, KROJ 101.5 FM on your radio dial, coming to you live from our studios at Pueblo y Salud in the city of San Fernando. You're listening to Pueblo y Salud's Platicando y Mejorando, an inspiring program that promotes the health and well-being of our community through intellectual, physical, economical, political, and spiritual discussions with experts and leaders in these fields. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. This is your host, Silverio Pelayo. And Guyana Iskandarian. Thank you again for joining us on another beautiful Saturday. Um, how's it going, Guyana? How are you doing today? I'm, I'm good. I'm very happy the week is ending. I'm ready to relax a little bit. What about you? I'm doing good. Um, it's been a, a short week for me. Um, we were off on Monday, of course, mm-hmm. for... Uh, in celebration of uh, of uh, MLK, mm-hmm. of course, and then um, my daughter's been a little sick, so yeah. uh, you know I stayed home with her a couple of days, and so um, short week, but um, again looking forward to the weekend, um, probably hanging out with some friends, stuff like that. But um, nice, yeah. Uh, w- this weather's been kind of warm. Yeah, kind of throwing people off, I think. I've seen a lot of people talk about it, which is interesting because I feel like people in Southern California and like California in general, they get thrown off when it gets cold. So when it's cloudy, there's like that whole conversation about actual like seasonal depression. And um, but people it went from being like rainy and cold to hot out of nowhere. And like people have been reacting to that, too, which is really interesting because it's usually the opposite. Yeah, it's kind of throwing me off. I mean, not in a bad way, but I'm like, it's winter. I like it kind of, you know, cold in the mornings and like um, rainy and stuff like that. Um, I enjoy that weather. I feel like it makes me um, appreciate my body a little more. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, when you wear something warm on and like, I don't know, it's just something about the the cool weather. Um, But warm weather is nice too yeah Um, i guess it is (laughs) it's just i don't know i don't know if we're supposed to be having it at this time of the year you know we're definitely not but i still think this year's or like at least the last two or three years like winter weather was probably the most wintry weather i've experienced since i was a kid yeah because it would be just like boiling hot during december Uh, i remember like being in school and it was like winter and it was just complete it was just it was so hot so I'm kind of thankful that the last few years have been at least a little rainy. Um, I would actually prefer it to be a little more. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just, I hope that uh, we don't get into another, um, uh, what's the word? Um, um, gathering, right? Gathering in groups, mm-hmm. right? And being together in groups, in communities. Collectivism. Right. And in, in, in collectivism and community. And sort of some of the... Um, and, 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 you know, groups or collectives working towards some particular goal, for example, right, or some uh, outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of um, some of the difficulties that arise when it is that we gather in groups mm-hmm. um, and sort of this notion, the dynamic between the, the collective, the group and the individual and um, how the individual might um either uh support uphold the the group and what it's working towards or the opposite is how the individual might um serve to counter um uh the efforts or divert the efforts or subvert the efforts of the group um um i feel like we've forgotten how to gather 
your environment from I, I i don't know but it seems like it's kind of like a it's actually a collective thing which is really interesting because i notice on um let's say a celebrity like let's say a celebrity does or says something that the masses don't agree with then they will legitimately collectively unanimously in a weird way and i'm sure there's little offsets of people that don't agree but they will just cancel that person mm. um and i was talking about earlier how that's it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing i think a lot of conversations that people have now is ah oh, the kids these days these millennials they cancel people cancel culture like um but i i think you need to delve deeper into like what it is the good and the bad because there's nothing that is just good or bad there's so much duality and there's so much um gray matter within anything so for canceling is for me it's i think not even canceling but like holding people accountable in in modern days like really really important because in media and just throughout history so many people and public figures have gotten away with doing really horrible things um here right in the US specifically and pretty much um, around the world there's a legal system right and uh, mm -hmm. laws and whatnot and um, and then um, another thing too is like um, what happens uh, one is okay so one is like what are those norms how are they established right um, who decides um, and then the other part is like okay so if somebody um, if somebody transgresses those norms, um, then what are the appropriate uh, actions to take um, to address the matter, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you mentioned sort of um, uh, this notion of like, it's, it's ostracism, right, essentially. and mm -hmm. um, It can be. It, it, there, I think there is sometimes it could just be, it can be like a form of protest, but I, oftentimes it kind of like um, gets exploded into ostracism but mm. yes i continue yeah and it makes me think of like um it's a it's a and we were talking about this earlier it's a tricky thing right when you're in a group in a collective and then um and then and then you have uh some a gripe or like um a disagreement with another individual or other individuals and sort of how that how things can get murky right mm -hmm. and and convoluted and confusion right when it comes to um that dynamic because again um it's easy to look out towards somebody else and make a particular judgment um and then it's possible that the judgment isn't clear Right. Because as an individual, you also bring um, the entirety of your own life into that dynamic. And mm -hmm. I see it happen often um, in groups and in circles where um, the circle becomes the the place where this um, this internal aspect of one, let's call it the shadow like to use um a, psycho, a psychological term right mm -hmm. um where the circle becomes almost the container or the the field where uh this shadow kind of uh arises mm -hmm. right um and it, it makes sense it's no secret that um or it's 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 not a coincidence i should say that 
Uh, for example, it's become increasingly popular within the public health field or in the um, mental health field to for orgs um, and, and community groups to hold uh, healing circles, mm -hmm. as they call them, right? Um, which is essentially a gathering of group uh, uh, of people um, that are there to do ve that exactly to to sort of delve into their this shadow, right? The the dark, um, the darker aspects of one's personality or whatnot, mm -hmm. you know. Anyway, so back to the point is that, um, yeah, it's there is a necessity to having norms, um, to and holding people accountable mm -hmm. and and addressing those infractions or those transgressions and then and then having some type of uh, conclusion or resolving the matter um, how to do that how to go about that I think is a different question because um, again the prison industrial complex for example right which is another topic um, uh, you know and so on and so forth but um I don't know any anything before we take a, a, a music break yeah um, just I was just thinking right now and I think it's it there's a very fine line when it comes to canceling canceling quote-unquote I sometimes don't like using that word but it could either be a form of protest so people coming together to address and hold a figure a public figure accountable I I really do think it could be like some kind of morphed um, social protest or it could be to the point that you become the policing entity that you're not you're kind of against in the first place so there's always a fine line between um canceling or holding people account accountable you can either address it and work with them to figure it out um if they're um, susceptible to it or it could become a very negative thing where um you're just going after people and not actually working to reform or change or talk or find common ground. Right. And then maybe and maybe that's the difference. Maybe mm -hmm. that's that's how you gauge whether or not uh, it's it's something you're you're kind of battling within yourself mm. or if uh, or if there's some if there's clarity in the matter. Right. But yes, uh, great conversation. Let's take a music break and we'll come back. Um, this is uh, Benny More, the of course, the famous Cuban uh, singer, and this is Como Fue, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Hope you enjoy this next song, and we'll see you after.
This is Radio Lean KROJ 101.5 FM on your radio dial, coming to you live from our studios at Pueblo Salud in the city of San Fernando. You're listening to Platicando y Mejorando an inspiring program that promotes the health and well-being of our community. This is your host, Silverio Pelayo. And Guyana Iskandarian. Thank you for joining us. If you're just tuning in, uh, we just went to a musical break, and we had some Benny More for you. Um, and uh, on today's show, we've been discussing, among other things, uh, cancel culture, mm-hmm. um, gathering in community and in groups, um, also norms, uh, the transgression of norms, how do we go about addressing um, uh, the individuals that transgress these norms and what are appropriate ways of uh, resolving um, issues um, and, and sort of some of the, the difficulties um, when it comes to uh, uh, going about, you know, uh, again, addressing, addressing transgressions, uh, transgressions and such, excuse me. Um, yeah, um, on our break we were talking um, a little bit more on the topic we are mentioning um or, or or i should say we left off on um you had mentioned that uh there's a fine line uh i guess really there's a fine line between truth and um and dishonesty or confusion right mm-hmm. when it yes. comes to like specifically cancel culture or uh, when it comes to um gripes or conflict Right between individuals or groups, mm-hmm. um, and you ha- you had mentioned that sometimes it's possible that it just becomes about um, that there's a disconnect between holding people accountable and then just policing for the sake of policing. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that something? Is mm-hmm. that kind of what you're going? For? Yeah, and I think like it ties perfectly into what you were saying about every situation or kind of how you're saying like everything is kind of personal because a lot of the times the people who are very aggressively seeking out and policing others for their transgressions are are people who are guilty like in themselves or feel some kind of 
anxiety and guilt so they're trying to make up for it by policing others which the thing is like like i said like holding people accountable and having conversations that are difficult is really important for the development of a people's a society um you name it a family a partnership but a lot of the times people aren't going into these situations with 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 the community in mind they're not thinking like i'm doing this um because for the betterment of society or for the betterment of this group they're thinking oh i don't want people to think that i'm like that to protect myself from being called out i'm gonna be at the forefront calling people out and canceling them so it it, it gets warped by these personal insecurities um and fears and because when you're so wholeheartedly directing all of your energy and time into going after others and policing others which i said doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing but if you're going so intensely after people and you're almost blinded and you're losing sight of what you really like the purpose of it when you lose sight of the purpose that is a sign to yourself that you need to pull back a little and really reflect within yourself because most of the most likely you're projecting some kind of anxiety fear um onto others and the world yeah i'm glad you mentioned um fear um because it really can be the um fear if 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 not managed properly if not handled properly can really deteriorate the cohesion of the group right and and the cohesion within yourself right um and as you were talking about sort of policing i can't help but think of um um, my daughter and um, and myself when when um, interacting with her, right? Um, and it's something I continually work on because children, by their very nature, are, for lack of a better wor- word, uh, wild, right? And uh, just free in a mm-hmm. way, uh, completely themselves. And um, I don't. And I've found myself um, many times being aggravated or angered um, by something really insignificant. And again, it goes to that point, right, that there's something uh, within ourselves that is, I guess, potentially also wild, right, and um, uncontrolled and uh, savage and uh, free, right, Um, that um, possibly when we don't, when we don't know how to live with um we we the the instinct or the reaction is to want to bottle it up and hold it and and constrain it and um and again it's not to say that um that this part of you know this part of us should be um completely sort of let um let uh uh just you know kind of run wild but um it's a it's a tricky um it's a tricky process right Mm -hmm. it's a tricky um uh, thing this this business of like keeping yourself in check and Mm -hmm. and holding others accountable Mm -hmm. um especially when you're talking about fear um because i would venture to say that um our society as a whole and many if not all of its institutions 
are um, woven together by fear, right? If if we want to tackle, for example, the judicial system, mm. um, you know, you know what, uh, and who you know who who decides who a judge is and and uh, what are their qualifications, right? Now there's a we tend to overemphasize schooling and education. Um, and whatnot, and then you know you you get your degrees and what whatnot, and and then uh, and you have experience, right? Possibly in the judicial system, and then you become a judge. But you know I've seen articles about there's one particular judge I don't remember his name, but um, he got basically sentenced for essentially convicting youth uh, for money. I don't know if you saw that, but well, I haven't seen it. Um, this is, I think this was a while ago. Oh, t- is it the one where a juvenile judge, the more he would send, the more, more money, money he would make. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. And again, going back to, um, fear and, 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 you know, we mentioned, uh, the, we mentioned the shadow, uh, earlier, right? Like, um, this aspect of oneself that, um, again is uh, the shadowy darker uh transgressive uh potentially um you know abhorrent part of ourselves that um it, it really demands uh acknowledgement mm-hmm. um because it's it's a part of us and it's a part of 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 uh, the very fabric of existence but i would also venture to say that our society has not hasn't uh, adequately grappled with its shadow Mm-mm. Right. If we have, if we had, we wouldn't still be talking about you know, racism, mm. and police brutality, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Um, any any other last thoughts before we take another uh, musical break? Um, I I think I just like kind of like a response to what you were saying. I think it ties back into this warped sense of perfectionism or the veil of perfectionism with within society or as a society, which then affects people. Um, but then also the perfectionism is de- um, tied very deeply with like denialism. So like pretending to be perfect and any shadowy parts are denied and sugar-coated with this veil of perfectionism that isn't reality. Well said, let's, uh, let's come back to that. There's a whole lot to unpack there, but um Thank you for sticking through. Um, we're going to take another musical break, uh, continuing with Benny More. This is Que Bueno Baila Usted, and uh, we'll see you after the music break.
This is Radio Olin, KROJ 101.5 FM on your radio dial, coming to you live from our studios at Pueblo Salud in the city of San Fernando. You're listening to Platicando y Mejorando. This is your host, Silverio Pelayo. And Guyana Iskandarian. Thank you for joining us again. Hope you are enjoying our musical selection. Um, again, to continue with our ongoing conversation, um, we've been discussing uh, a few things, but uh, at the heart of the matter is... Uh, community, gathering in groups, um, social norms, policing, uh, the transgression of norms, and uh, what are um, the implications for the individual and the group as a whole. And uh, right before our break, we, uh, or uh, I should say, you mentioned um, the notion of perfectionism mm -hmm. and denialism. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, you bring up a good point. You want to continue? Mm -hmm. on, on that particular discussion? Mm -hmm. um, it's something that's still fully forming. It hasn't fully formed in my own head, but I think it. Uh, I'd, I'd like to talk about it. But it's. I feel like we are living in a society, particularly in the U.S., um, where we kind of live under this guise of perfectionism. Like, it, it, you read any history book, you go into any American classroom, and there... They're telling you, I don't know how, how to just describe it, but like, it's almost like there's this sense of like, everything's perfect, everything is fine, we're really great, our history is great, blah, 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 all of that stuff. But it's not, like, it's really not. And I feel like it ties, like, a really good thing to tie it into is like, colorblind, like, racism is like, everything's fine, like, everything is great. Like, I, I know, like, in the 80s and such, um, that first and foremost the 20th century saw so many like transformative happenings but um if we talk about like race and its relation in the u.s is like now specifically we're living in a time where we're pretending nothing happened like oh time passed and like everything has changed so it's everything's perfect but underneath that it's like first and foremost they're there is no such thing as perfection it's an ideal that can never be reached and you will always be disappointed by it why are we pretending um, that we, like, why are we trying to pretend or deny America's history, for example? Like, why are we pretending like um, we didn't have slavery, we didn't have concentration camps? Like, why are we trying to pretend like everything is perfect when it's not? Because that does an injustice to people. You, you do such an injustice to people, the development of our society and the betterment of our society by pretending everything is peachy keen and perfect when it, it just isn't and that ties perfectly into denialism you're um, both pretending it's perfect but you're also in that same swift motion denying histories and kind of what we were talking about earlier is like experiences lived experiences by peoples and um, oral histories. so many so many things uh, um, are getting warped and getting even more convoluted by this pretend perfectionism. Mm. I, I don't know, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because um, a couple of things stick out for me. Cause, so one thing is um, the notion of perfection needs the its other half, which is imperfection, right? Mm -hmm. to, to be able to exist. So um, you can't have one without the other, Yes. right? Um, and so 
really now we're we're kind of stepping into um, society as a whole, right? The country as a whole. In mm-hmm. other words, the the grouping of the country as a whole, um, and um, what are the implications uh, when we deny, uh, for example, the the history of slavery and such, right? Um, there is, and again, I see this a lot with, um, um, if we're talking about sort of like these, this inner landscape, right, that we hold as individuals, um, if we hold ourselves to some ideal and we do so at the expense of our own frailty and our own essentially um, at the expense of our shadow, right? At the expense of the the fact that um, in some ways um, we we need of others, for example. Um, then we're caught in this sort of uh, this prison mm-hmm. where we're always trying to, as you said, we're always trying to live up to a particular standard. And um, and that may be, as you say, happening when it comes to uh, holding others accountable, right? Because you may be looking out towards somebody else and and possibly engaging with your own uh, shortcomings, as you mm-hmm. said, right? Um, so that a whole person really is would be somebody that holds these two uh, in a in, in a creative tension, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if we stray too far away from from uh, our essentially um, um, limit. Uh, for lack of a better word, or from our... Uh, boundaries, perhaps? Boundaries, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's necessary to realize that we're not perfect. Yes. As you were saying, right? That, yes. we, that we're bound to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I would venture to say that um, mistakes and... Um, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking of, um, of a poem that I wrote. Uh, on this very same sort of topic, and it, 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 I think it, it's, it's a good way to sum it up. If I may, uh, if I may share it, it goes something like, um, "Don't curse." Um, I just lost it. I'll come back to it, but um, yeah, this that that to be whole, we need to start off with the notion that we're not perfect. Yes, that that we're bound to make mistakes and. And as I was saying, that there's a component of existence in a larger sense that that is uh, spontaneous, mm-hmm. that is that non-logical, that is um, accidental, if you want to say it in that way. Um, um, you, we can think of possibly evolution as a, as a f- sort of freak, sort of uh, combination of different factors. Mm-hmm. Um, think of uh, i can just think of myself like dropping something you know maybe i'm holding like a cup or something or 
um, I accidentally fling my arm somewhere and then I spill something. It's just innate, right? There's something innate about it, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. And so, yeah, you're very right that um, uh, that there is this notion of perfectionism. And, and the further we uh, stray and the further... And, 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 and all that intensity that we uh, invest in trying to uphold this facade... Um, will only can only be held together by uh, hatred by anger right because um, because the only thing that will penetrate that is truth mm-hmm. and the truth is that we're not perfect that yes is, um, yeah exactly and I think oftentimes because we are living in a pretty individualistic society or at least that's what we're, we're being told or that's what we're being socialized to be but i think oftentimes we forget how interconnected we are and i always like in my mind i always think of it as like when you throw like a pebble into a puddle those ripples just go on and they come back and they reverberate and they come back and oftentimes i think we forget that if a if a country let's say let, let's take a, the US again for example if a country is obsessed with perfectionism which goes hand in hand with, hand with denialism then society will be affected community will be affected family will be affected and the individual will be affected yeah and i and i guess to bring it back to this notion of of gathering in groups and holding folks accountable and let me backtrack a little bit. I think what we're talking about is is also is having um, is being humble, mm. right? Because if one acknowledges their incompleteness, then one is humble, mm. and then one is is um, learns from their mistakes and realizes that mistakes are actually part of the learning process. And one is humble. That it, that is a good place to to start when it comes to holding others accountable and judging mm-hmm. others to afford the other person um, the acknowledgement that they are not perfect, that they are uh, bound to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that that person should be left um, uh, completely sort of, uh, that the situation and the infraction that the person should be left, uh, you know, sort of just to be, but um, it, it's a good um safety net to 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 hold that before one starts to make judgments on others mm-hmm. and and before one um dictates the punishment or the the resolving action right um because again if one doesn't recognize their imperfection within themselves then one can only cover that that point that that reality uh for so long and if one doesn't admit this uh, essential position, the further one strays away from their meagerness in some way or their meekness, then the only possible thing that covers it all up, again, is going to be bitterness and, and hatred, mm-hmm. uh, or bitterness and anger, I should say. Um, because many times under 
under um, extreme confidence or or assertiveness um, is is that anger and that and, and and so if one never admits to being wrong or uh, or, or, or being uh, making a mistake then that's the the other extreme right mm-hmm. that the denial of that leads to this other extreme mm-hmm. um, yeah um, and I guess um, I almost want to make like a call to action maybe not even necessarily like to police others or hold others accountable but also just to reflect and hold yourself accountable and really just reflect on yourself and because the the sooner you admit that you aren't perfect and the sooner that you grapple with your shadow the sooner you'll find clarity and home within yourself um, and within your community and um, what I wanted to say earlier is it's really easy to sit here and um, kind of preach and maybe it seems like we might be like drawing some judgment on others but it's important to know that every person has lived experiences and like to take it upon myself and like um, to give like more of like a personal uh, background about why I'm so invested in this idea of like perfectionism and denialism is because I personally relate to this and it's something that I've been grappling with for years and for probably as long as I remember is um, my obsession. I, I've not obsession, I would say, but I've always been really into being perfect because I think I was socialized that way. And my form of perfectionism came with not wanting to hurt others or say something that might that might hurt them or cause them harm. So I started holding myself up to such a high standard, um, which is not a bad thing, but to the level of, of perfectionism that I was going for, it can be harmful because like we kind of touched on before, it's impossible. It's impossible to be perfect. And... Um, it was really an injustice on myself and it was an injustice um, to the people around me and the people I was interacting with and my biggest fear of not hurting others became a reality because I was unable to admit to myself that I was not perfect and I could not be perfect and along the way it got warped to a point where because I was trying to hold myself up to this standard when people would try to talk to me about something that maybe I did or I said I would go to denialism because I was always thinking about it and I was so centered on this like perfectionist ideal that I was unable to I was blind to my my own reactions to my own so my basically my biggest fear became a reality because I was trying to be perfect and trying trying to run away from um my clumsiness and my um my humanity almost yeah, um, I found the poem I wanted to share earlier. So if I may, I'll go ahead and share it. And then we'll take another music break. And mm-hmm. then we'll continue the discussion. Um, so this is a clum- clumsiness is godliness. Don't curse. Cherish the childlike stupor that surprises you when your butterfingers fumble their contents or when your noodle-like legs trip over themselves because maybe it's God nudging you into the present in an act of authenticity reminding you to lighten up and laugh and uh, with that we'll go ahead and take another music break 
This is Benny More with Maracaibo Oriental. This is Radio Lean KROJ 101.5 FM on your radio dial, coming to you live from our studios at Pueblo y Salud in the city of San Fernando. You're listening to Platicando y Mejorando. This is your host, Silverio Pelayo. And Guyana Iskandarian. Thank you for uh, joining us again after that music break. Hope you liked that song. Again, um, just uh, finishing up our conversation on the topic of gathering in groups. Uh, whether it's uh, local groups, the nation as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, social norms and laws, transgression, um, the dynamic between the individual and the group or the community, the many perils uh, between the individual and the, the group as a whole, and the sometimes the tricky and treacherous journey uh, in uh, when it comes to resolving conflict and, and, and such. 
Um, we wanted to kind of just uh, summarize a little bit, touch on some of those points, and um, we'll have some announcements, and then uh, we'll finish off with another song. But uh, anything else? Um, I know I had mentioned uh, we didn't really cover this, but um, um, earlier in the show I had mentioned that um, in many ways we've, uh, and when I say we, I guess I'm, I'm particularly maybe here in the U.S. Um, to some degree, we've forgotten how to gather, uh, how to be in community, how to be in groups. Um, and uh, we didn't really mention it too much, but uh, the ways in which uh, communal existence is uh, subverted and continually, um, continually uh, not supported uh, in, in this quote-unquote modern society. Um, and it really is the, um, it's fundamental, right, to our, to our existence as human beings. Um, it's often mentioned that it's something that separates us from, from other species or other mm -hmm. animals is our, our, uh, communal sort of, it, it's a necessity, really. Mm -hmm. We can, uh, we can't live with one, with, without each other, essentially. Um, I read just to add something really quick, but I was reading a study. However, like this is kind of common sense, but something along the lines of humans or we have survived this long because we are inherently social creatures. Um, so it's not. Uh, yeah, just yeah. we're inherently wanting to be with each other and be communal and collective. Yeah. Yeah. And um it's not easy. It's not easy um, being in in group, right? Because um, again, everything that we've mentioned, but um, it, it is a necessity, and um, there's so many attacks on that type of, of uh, setup, right? Mm -hmm. I'm. I often think about, for example, uh, our capitalism that our economic system and it's not it's not just a, an economic system but it's really a value system too mm, right yes um, which is a whole nother conversation for a whole nother entire show but i i feel like um i had to mention it because uh, it's something i wanted to discuss earlier in the show and maybe expand on but um really you know if you think about as i, I think you had mentioned it uh previously not on the show but in a conversation transactional relationships yes. where you had mentioned right yeah um and uh, sometimes it trips me out, for example, when I'm eating at a restaurant and I have these folks catering to me, right? And I'm eating and there's somebody here like who I have minimal really contact with, whether it's the waiter or waitress or the uh, host. And it's just a weird setup to me sometimes when I kind of take myself out of the situation. I'm like, I'm here and these people are just weighing on me and like I don't even know who they are or you know what they're about and mm -hmm. they're, you know it's just a weird dynamic and if you pull back further I, I I'm guilty of this myself but in a lot of conversations like let's say you go to a coffee shop or let's say you go to a restaurant and you order something um, and it didn't come the way that you had wanted or expected and you often hear this it was your money you paid for it and you deserve to get what you wanted because you paid for it and I mean, I say this, like, I'm, I'm totally guilty of it, but if you really pull back and think about it, is we think we are entitled to people's time and energy and labor because we handed them a piece of paper. Essentially, money. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, when I think about that too, that that specific experience of like um, going out to eat in a restaurant and being, uh, you know, attended to, it's almost as if um, it's almost as if so we replace sort of the the monarchy system with with um, you know indentured servitude and all that stuff and feudalism with with capitalism. But in some ways, you still if you have if you have the resources and the money, you can still live like a king. Mm. or a queen right if you have wow, yeah. because you know uh you can have servants and uh you know things at your disposal and people at your disposal and so it, it's just a uh, it's just a weird wacky setup and mm. um or even just like going out into into cities and all there is is stores right if you look around it's just stores and stores and it's like what would a different type of setup look like if they, these weren't all stores where essentially you just go and and get and take mm-hmm. and, and and acquire, but what would what would it look like? Can we reimagine a different type of uh, dynamic or setup where it's not just stores everywhere? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's really what cities are. It's just places to go purchase and take. Yeah, centered around shopping centers or malls, um, and it's. I feel like as you're saying this, it's kind of. I know this but it's hitting me even more as you say it. And I think for a lot of people, and even myself included, even though I try to reflect, it's hard to imagine a society or a way of living or existing that's different than what we are currently in. And like you saying that kind of like snapped me out of reality and I was like, oh my God, like we do, our like whole, whole lives are centered around buying things. And like, why, why do we, is there no other option? Like, are we just so conditioned to this that we can't even imagine? Uh, we respond with outrage most of the time when our reality is challenged. Right. I ordered a large... <laughs> uh, venti uh, caramel macchiato <laughs> with extra foam and no milk. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this setup oftentimes encourages the worst in us. Yeah. And it, we feel justified because yeah. it's like I gave you my money and I worked right. hard for it. And, and you're emotionally tied to that money right. because you sold your labor and your body and your mind to earn it. Right. Right. And that's, yeah, that's a whole nother show. We should do that. But um, I th- we've come to the end. Uh, thank you for joining me. I, it was a great conversation. Um, thank you. Let's do it again soon. <laughs> uh, we'll... Uh, Oh, I've just almost forgot. We have a few announcements uh, before we get off. Um, January 30th, uh, Thursday, January 30th, we're having the Warriors for Justice Awards Ceremony and Dinner. It'll be uh, from 6 to 7 at Avanti Banquet Hall. You can uh, purchase your tickets here at Poli Salud, 1024 North McClay Street uh, in the city of San Fernando, Suite N13. And um, we'll also be having the 10th annual Cesar Chavez Inspirational Youth Conference Saturday, March 7th from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Vaughn International Studies Academy, 11505 Herrick Avenue in Pacoima. And with that, we'll say goodbye and uh, we'll leave you off here with one last song from, of course, Benny More. And uh, hope to have you join us next weekend. Thank you.
Cuando tus labios besé, conocí la paz. Te recuerdas que yo te pedía, fueras mía no más. Te recuerdas que tú me decías, no te quiero más. Cuando a Baravero llegué, conocí la felicidad. Y cuando tus labios besé, mi alma tuvo paz. Cuando a Baravero llegué, conocí la felicidad. Y cuando tus labios besé, 